Hi, this is Bill Woods again up here in Sun Valley, Arizona, and I just wanted to share some things with you today. I want to talk a little bit about King of the Coyotes. 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 8 and 9, this is from King James, says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. It was Thursday, March 5th, 2009. I was still pastoring Desert Hope Wesleyan Church at the time. I came back into the church parking lot and found eight young Mexican men huddled, huddled together by the nursery building. And so I went to see what was going on and what these guys were up to. Now, the Mexican people that I'd hired to do the yard work knew why these young men were there. And the young lady that was part of that team told me they had just escaped from a house in the neighborhood where they were being held prisoner by coyotes. Remember now, coyotes are part of the Mexican cartel that uh, smuggle drugs and smuggle people across the border. The coyotes were demanding $4,000 apiece for these young men to have them gain their freedom. The police had been there, and now these men were waiting for some friends to come pick them up and take them to safety. Coyotes promise a better life. They promise they'll take care of the victim's uh, needs, and they take the victim's money under false pretenses and then betray that promise for ransom money. These refugees had escaped from the coyotes, the coyotes wanted $4,000 ransom money for each of them. According to Sheriff Joe Arpaio, who was sheriff at that time, many victims have been murdered when the ransom wasn't met. And it's not uncommon for a coyote to abandon his victims to die in the desert if he thinks the authorities might be aware of them or aware of where he is. The next night, I noticed a helicopter flying around our house and later learned the police had closed down another coyote house. It all sounds a lot like Satan to me. Satan, I think, is the king of the coyotes. He'll promise anything to get you to follow him. He'll get you to invest yourself into his lies, and he will only deliver death, destruction, and heartache. He'll hold your soul for ransom, but God doesn't pay Satan ransom. He sets the soul free through the blood of Jesus Christ. Satan is so deceitful, he will make you think he's on your side and he's looking out for your benefit, your good, while he destroys you. That's why we should stay away from the things that are questionable. Many parents have had a hard time explaining to their young people why some music, some movies, books, games, and magazines aren't acceptable material for them to bring into the home for them to see or for them to hear. One dad came up with an original idea that's hard to refute. He listened to all the reasons his children gave him for wanting to see a particular PG-13 movie. They said it had their favorite actors, that everyone else was seeing it, that even church members said it was great. It was only rated PG-13 after all because and that was because of a little nudity and the suggestion of sex. That they, they never really showed anything. The language was pretty good. They only used the Lord's name in vain three different times in the whole movie, the kids said. 
The video effects were fabulous, and the plot was action-packed. Yes, there was one scene there in the building and where a building and a bunch of people got blown up, but the violence was just normal stuff. It wasn't really very bad. Even with all these explanations for the rating, the father wouldn't give in. He didn't even give them a satisfying explanation for saying no. He just said no. Later that evening, the same father asked his teens if they'd like some brownies that he had baked. He explained he had taken the family's favorite recipe and added something new. They asked what it was. He calmly replied that he had added dog poop, but he said it was only a little bit. All the other ingredients were gourmet quality. He had taken great care to bake it at the precise temperature for the exact time. He was sure the brownies would be superb. But even with all the explanations of the perfect attributes of the brownies, the teenagers wouldn't take one. The father acted surprised. There was only one little element that would have caused them to act so stubbornly. He assured them that they'd hardly notice it if at all they all held firm and wouldn't try the brownies. He then explained the movie they wanted to see was just like the brownies. Satan tries to enter our minds and our homes by deceiving us into believing that just a little bit of evil won't matter. Just a little gossip. Just a little disobedience. After all, I have my rights. With the brownies, just a little bit makes all the difference between a great brownie and a totally unaccepted product. He explained that even though the movie people would have us believe the movies that are coming out are acceptable for adults and young people to see, they're not. Now when this father's kids want to do something or see something they shouldn't, he merely asked them if they liked some of the special dog poop brownies. They never ask about it again. You know, Satan and his demons are masters at deceiving people and rationalizing why it's okay to go against what God wants in our lives. There are a thousand or more varieties of mushrooms that are good to eat. The most dreaded of this poisonous mushrooms are are most dreaded of the poisonous mushrooms are two members of the Amanita family. One uh, is the death cup, and the other is the fly Amanita. The death cup grows in the woods from June until fall. Its poison acts like the venom of a rattlesnake as it separates the corpuscles in the blood from the serum. No antidote is known for the poison of the death cup. The only hope for anyone who has eaten it is to clean out his stomach promptly with a stomach pump. It's a small wonder that one variety is known as the destroying angel. The death cup has often been mistaken for a common mushroom. A person should not make this mistake if he observes carefully. The poisonous plant has white gills, white spores, and the fatal poison cup around the stem. The plant that's safe to eat has pink gills, brown spores, and no cup. Many of the mistakes coming from picking up the button stage I come from picking up the budget stage where it doesn't show all these differences until it has grown larger. The problem that most people have is they don't want to obey Jesus and do the things his way. They think Jesus just wants to keep them from enjoying their lives and they want freedom to do their own thing and really enjoy themselves by having no restraints. 
We had an old man in our church in Stevenson, Washington. His name was Augie. And uh, he was up in his uh, mid or later 80s. And he told me one day, he says, you know, I'm too old for temptation. Satan doesn't have anything he can tempt me with. He'd say this as he displayed temper and bitterness and wrong judgmental attitudes. You know, we don't get too old in this life for Satan to figure out how to trap us and make us fall. We need to live close to Jesus Christ no matter how old we get. They tell me that monkey trappers in North Africa have a clever, clever method of catching monkeys. Several gourds are filled with nuts and firmly fastened to a branch of a tree. Each has a hole just large enough for the unwary monkey to stick his hand into it. When the hungry monkey discovers this, he quickly grasps a handful of nuts, but the hole is too small for him to withdraw his clenched fist. He doesn't have enough sense to open up his hand and let go in order to escape, so he is easily taken captive. What a picture of many Christians today. The devil with his crafty devices tries to ensnare them. He appeals to the appetite of the flesh which can lead to their spiritual downfall. As long as they hold on to the worldly bait, they cannot escape from Satan's trap. But he keeps on urging, don't let go. Enjoy the pleasures of this sin for just a little bit longer. So listening to the tempter's alluring voice, they continue in their evil way. Paul explains in 1 Corinthians 10:13 in the King James, There hath no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. You know, these are comforting words. Uh, we can open our hand and let go of the nuts, because God is on our side. He will not let us fall into Satan's trap if we turn to him and do things his way. We have to be willing to let go, open our hand, and let go of those sinful things that we find in the world, and we can be victorious. James wrote, in uh, the, uh, when people are tempted, they should not say, God is tempting me. Evil cannot tempt God, and God himself does not tempt anyone. But people are tempted with their own evil desires, leads them away and traps them. This desire leads to sin, and then the sin grows and brings death. That's James chapter 1, 13 through 15 in the New Century Version. The desires of this world lead us to sin. Once we latch on, we find it hard to let go. It continues to grow until it consumes our life. In the end, this sin leads to death. Are the sins of this world preventing you from obeying God? If so, you have to let go. It's the only way out of the trap. The devil comes to tempt us away from the safe boundaries that God has set for us. You know, we think that the Ten Commandments maybe are restrictive, and sometimes we don't want to get into God's Word because it makes us feel condemned and and all these things, but this is God's specific area of calling for us to be victorious. The devil will come time after time to tempt us and to capture us. However, true freedom comes in being a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
John 8.36 says, If the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. We should recognize Satan's tactics and resist him to, to his face, and he will flee. James 4, 7, and 8, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he'll draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners. Purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Satan, that old coyote, is out to get you, but you don't need to get got. Turn your eyes upon Jesus, and Jesus will help you to be victorious. I want to remind you that Jesus wants you to get to heaven even worse than you do, and if you'll allow him to have control of your life, that Jesus will help you to be able to resist the devil and stand strong for him and have the freedom that only God can give, freedom from sin, freedom from a guilty conscience, and glorious freedom that Jesus gives to those who love him. Would you pray with me? Dear Jesus, I would pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you'll help these people that have listened to this today. That, Lord, if Satan's coming around and he's tempting us, help them to realize, Father, that they don't have to fall into his trap, that like the monkeys, they can let go of the nuts and they can be free and, and they can live a, a good Christian life. And so, Father, I pray today you'll help those that are struggling with temptation to realize, just as you said, there's nothing new, no, no new temptations that come, but you're faithful and you'll help us to resist the temptation and to be victorious. Now, Father, you know the needs of these people that are listening to this today, and I just ask God you'll meet each one at their point of need and you'll give them victory in their souls. We'll give you the praise in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Thank you for being with me again today. Keep praying. Keep the faith. If you want to get in touch with me, again, my, my email address is lowercase r-e-v-w-m-w-w-o-o-d-s at gmail.com. Or you can write to me at box 4031, Sun Valley, Arizona, 86029. Thank you. God bless you. We'll talk to you some other time like next week.